It's on shark. Hi guys, how's it going? Hola, buenos dias, como estas? Nice to see you. I mean, hear you. I mean, talk to you. He's got to fix his chair. It's like a flip over fix. I'll adjust everything. A flip over fix? Yeah, it's a serious fix. You can't do that right now. I'm doing it right now. Okay, well, don't lose your blanket. I won't. He's got a blanket on his chair, so now he's got to turn the chair over. (laughs) And now fix his chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All fixed. Oh, yeah. Better? Yeah. All right, you got your little fidgety thing ready? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make noise. A little. Didn't you notice it in the last meeting? I used it. Oh, then it doesn't make that much noise. With Catherine. I used it the whole meeting long. Lovely. And it worked? Felt better? No. <laughs> well, then... Next question. Did it kept you busy? Yeah, except for these guys don't turn very well. You want them to turn better. Yeah, it bothers me. Are you tired? Um, I am a little tired, yes. Why are we tired? Because I don't want to do a show tonight. <laughs> I need mean, uh, a day off, like a real day off, you know, like a like day, day off. off from not just the show, but everything from else. Everything, yeah. like a day off. A day off. Well, you're the boss. You can do that if you want. Yeah, I could, but then I have to go to the high school, and then I have to do a show, and then so why take a day off when you're not actually getting a day off? Well, I don't know. At least you get eight hours off. Nope. <laughs> Choice and consequence. Still wouldn't even get that. Oh, uh, well. Um, Char has the topic of discussion today. The topic of discussion today. You smart, Alec. You let's, said you were ready. Let's hope that you uh, said you were ready. That uh, the salesmen don't walk in again. Oh, is that that you're stalling now? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I'm not stalling. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you stalling? No, I is know exactly really what I want to talk about. No, I have full plans for this week. What's happening on Char, the start? Char thinks I don't prepare. She really thinks I don't, but I do. No, you can't. You don't prepare for anything because you're able to think of it in the moment. No, I thought about what I want to talk about a couple of days ago. I know because that, but that's what you do. Like, no, that's think, that's different than what you just okay, said. See, right. that's different. Then I'll back up. You think you think so far down the road. Yes. And this is something about you that I don't know if people know or don't know or realize is how far down the road you really think. Mm-hmm, 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 and mm-hmm. most most people I know don't think that far down the road. I can tell you what's going to happen 33 minutes from now <laughs> and exactly how we're going to get there. In 33 minutes? Can yeah, you watch the clock and make sure right it happens here in 33 minutes? Talking. All right, Char, what's our topic of the conversation? Little Miss, I'm prepared. Yeah, well, I'm as prepared as you are. The topic on the top of my brain this at this moment is auditioning. Lame. All right, go ahead. See? See? I'll talk about auditioning. I feel like we've already talked about it, but I'm ready. Go ahead. What have we talked about auditioning? On the podcast? Yeah, I think we talked about it, like, in episode two. How do you remember episode two? How do you not remember episode two? Because it was, like, I don't know. Do you even know what number this is? Are we on 18? No. Am I close? Yes. See? Well, that was several episodes ago. Do you know what episode this is? I doubted Dump. Data dump? Do you know what episode this is? Data. 19? I'm pretty sure this is 20. This is 20? Yeah. This might be 19. I'm checking. I'm checking to find out for sure. Time flies. Yep, this is our 20th anniversary. I'm a very in-the-moment type of person. Oh, I know that about you, and it's (laughs) a struggle some days. (laughs) Well, 
You thinking so far ahead is a struggle. I'm game. sure it is. I'm yeah. sure it is. And I don't know if I term it as a struggle so much. Shar just said I'm a struggle, guys. I just said I wouldn't call it a struggle. Oh. Did you know that the first date of our podcast was September 14th? That seems like ages ago. It was ages ago. It was like 14 lifetimes ago. Right? Oh my gosh, what have we done since then? I literally can't name two things. I've sat in this office and done You can remember what we talked about in the second episode, but you can't remember what's happened in the last Well, since September 14th, we opened a nonprofit. We did all of our little kids shows. We we did... I did Jekyll and Hyde. We've done Little Mermaid. I directed Little Shop. I did Miss Utah, Miss Arizona. I can go on. I went to Idaho three <laughs> times during that period to see my family. I won hockey tickets. I've been you to won two hockey, hockey tickets. Games. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, do you want me to keep going? Sure. We had Char's 50th birthday. Okay, stop now. <laughs> uh, it, that seems like forever and ever and ever ago. I don't even remember 2016. That's Anybody? because you're 50. It must be it. That so what are we talking about I today, Char? Use that. Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about Dancing with the Stars and Legally Blonde. No, we're talking about your topic. I want Carla to be happy that you're in charge today. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There's a reason I'm not in charge, people. Mm. I mean, I could be in charge, but Mm. it's boring when I'm in charge. Mm. Will you stop with the lips? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, what do you want to talk about, Char? Well, I like to talk about theater things. Okay, what do you want to talk about? So, auditioning is happening right now in lots of different places. Yes, it is. And people think that they can start practicing and uh, just begin the preparation process a couple of weeks before. Well, how do you change that? Education. Who educates them? Mm, People who know better. Who knows better? We do. So, you and me, that's it? That's all I know right now. (laughs) Their teachers actually know that. I'm I'm sure sure Jamie knows that. that. Um, Lots of instructors, lots of people who actually do it a lot know that. And on some level, most of them know that. But they let, you know, the lives get busy. And for a lot of people, it's just a hobby. And so the question is, just because it's a hobby, does that mean you get away with only preparing two days to two weeks before? Well, what should a person do to prepare then? Well, they should be always choosing songs if they're doing musical theater or or if they're, you know, doing choirs and they're going to go on with that because a lot of choirs in colleges are audition. Even some community choirs are audition. Not all of them, but some of them. So how do you practice auditioning? Yeah. What should I do? How, tell me how to be better at auditioning. Well, you got to learn how to choose your song or your monologue. Okay. A um, lot of community theaters do cold reads, mm. which I love, mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. might be the question that was asked before. Do you like doing monologues or mm-hmm, cold reads? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think I love cold reads myself. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to think ahead, but can you practice a cold read? Yeah, of course you can. Why couldn't you? How do you do that? Read cold. You read stuff. You read stuff? Yeah. How does that prepare you to do a cold read in front of Because you get better at reading and being in the moment and doing cold reads. Yes, get better at reading. That's good. Absolutely. But what are you just reading when you're doing a cold read? No, you got to say it out loud. Okay, now I said it out loud. Is that what the director's just looking at? You can read out loud? No, that's what I just said. You get better at doing all those things if you practice. Why are you putting me on the spot like this? What are the things? 
Oh, you are starting to push some buttons. What are the things? The things are a character. What is that character doing? How are you going to portray that character? Yeah, that's what I said. You get better at all those things. (laughs) What? I literally said that. You just said things. Yeah, but that's the things. Well, but some people don't know what those things are. The people listening to us know what those things are. Oh, uh, well. But ironically, us, 45 days ago, when I are. 45 days ago, when I scheduled uh, all of our social media posts for uh, February and March, do you want to know what today's post is about? I auditioned for musical theater. Yeah. It was good. I noticed that. Yeah. So, I think I might be clairvoyant. Because 45 days ago, I knew this, what we were going to talk about today in episode 20 of our blog. <laughs> and that's how you prepare. And that's how I prepared. Uh-huh. That's how I prepared, Char. What did you do this weekend? Um, I went to Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm, 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 um, mm-hmm. I tried to sleep in on Sunday. Mm-hmm, 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 went to church. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Did I do something else? I don't know. I wasn't there. I taught my show choir. Well, that's fun. That was fun. It yeah. was really fun. I like my little show choir. They're cute little kids. They're great girls. And, and boy. boy. And they're fun, and they're delightful, and they're doing well. And they're really learning some hard choreography, and I'm really, really proud of them. Good. So that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Um, That's about the... Well, my daughter was home for the weekend with her yes, husband. Yes, she was. Yes, so that yes, was exciting. Was, yeah. So all the kids came over on Sunday, and we had dinner, lunch, whatever you want to call it, um, which is really nice because then I don't ever have to cook anything. The kids don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So good, that good, was fun. Good, good, yeah. good. Real good, good. Not as exciting good. as yours, I think. I worked all day on Sunday. Yeah. I went up to two clients on Sunday, and I worked all day Saturday at the high school, and then I went to two clients, then I cleaned my house, then I went to bed. That's my Sunday. Woohoo! Again, need a day off. I tried really hard to take more naps, but... It didn't happen. I didn't get a nap either. I've been really tired. Yeah, she has been really tired. <laughs> and I'm not the only one. I don't know clicks when I click it like this. I don't know. And that bothers me. You seem very preoccupied by it. I, it bothers me. Like, this is the kind of thing that can bother people with things like this. Because if it doesn't happen smoothly, then I want to know why it doesn't work. You waited four months to get that to be... I struggle with it. Just this little piece. It's just this section that doesn't work. Turn it it's over. It's too tight. Playing with it. I can't because then my so I'm playing with it and then my thumb gets to it and it doesn't do anything and then it frustrates me and then I try and fix it and then I can't fix it. Mm, that seems like a, an analogy of your life. It is an analogy of my life. <laughs> Maybe you should go try to do better. Mm. Shelby, Annie, I need to have a conversation. <laughs> I don't even know if they're still listening. We haven't heard from them in a long time. No, but their last podcast was chock full of stuff. Yeah, it was. It was giant, and they were, They went to Las Vegas. I know. They got a motorhome, and now they just get in it and go. Yeah. It's They're exciting. lucky. Good they get them. days off. They a little more planned in their life? Uh, uh, planning is not the problem. It's not the problem? No. Not the problem. Um, we got one email this week from Carla. Thank you, Carla. She says, Dear Brandon and Charlene. Uh, actually, says, Dear Brandon and Charnel. Uh, yes. Yeah. If someone were to donate $100,000 to OPA, how would this better your business? What exactly would you do with all that money? Love, Carla. P.S., because she always has a P.S. P.S., I don't have 100000 but if I did, 
uh, you can have it on two conditions. I get free voice lessons for as long as I'm on the planet Earth, and you guys go to dinner with me at Taggart's. This is a restaurant past Morgan. It has a beautiful scenery, peacocks, she capitalized it, so I said it that way, <laughs> that walk around, and the most amazing cheesecake you'll ever eat. They also used to have a really fat squirrel that lived there, but he ran away. <laughs> I've been to Taggart's. I've never even heard of Taggart's. I've eaten there like three times. Mm, I've never even been but there. But I have never seen the peacocks. Peacocks or peacocks? Peacocks. Oh. I've never seen them. I don't know why. Okay. My sister lives in Morgan. Well, let's see. My two sisters live in Morgan and several nieces and nephews. Okay. And um, so we've been to Tigers before and it does have the most delicious cheesecake. I will agree with Well, you. right now they're looking for a line cook, a fried cook, dishwashers, and pita bread maker. So we could go work there. Oh, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. It's around the corner and tucked into the side. Uh, what? What is the employees? The restaurant. <laughs> Hmm. It's 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 nice, please. I would go for cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Oh, they also have mom's chocolate cake. That sounds good. It's a little on the spendy side, but not bad. I've been to more spendy places. They have peanut butter layered cake. That sounds delicious. Mmm, yummy. I'm going there. You have to pick the right time to go, because they can be pretty busy. Well, that happens. Who's talking to you? Sue Alvey. What does she want? She wants to possibly change her daughter's lesson time tomorrow. Sue, we're busy. <laughs> All right, so Shar, if you had $100,000 and donated to On Pitch Performing Arts, uh, onpitchperformingarts.com, uh, 3852091557, presenting nonsense, May 4th through the 13th. If you had $100,000. If we had it? No, I'm just saying you. I want to know what you would do. Because <laughs> I've already thought this through. I know exactly what I'd do. I'm sure you thought that through. Um, I would use it for the shows. I would, so that I... That doesn't, that's not clear enough. You have to be clear. She said, tell us exactly. Oh my gosh. She did. That's her words. Her <laughs> words. And she loves you most. So, you have to say, her question, how would this better your business? That's question number one. Question number two, what exactly, it says, what exactly would you do with the money, with all that money? What does it say? Exactly. What exactly? <laughs> How would it better my business? That's question one. Go. Question one. Well, it would enhance our ability to reach out to the community and provide quality live theater. How would it... Okay, would that, That's that, the first question. No, 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 no. That was... The next question is exactly how would it do that? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, anytime that you can provide a service in a way that people need... I just fell asleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Sure. Uh, the question is, what exactly would you do with all that money? I would spend it. On what exactly? Costumes. You'd spend $100,000 on costumes? No, I'm done. Oh. Music directors, directors, props, sets. How long would that money classes, last you then? Scholarships for kids to take the classes. How long so would that, that money last you? Well, well managed, I would call Several seasons, wouldn't it? It's your dream. I have my own. You have to say what you would do. Oh, my gosh. This is, I don't, I can't tell you exactly. It's stressful for her, people, because <laughs> she didn't prepare. Stop. 
putting my feet on your desk. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> you can't exa- You can't ask me like that. It's what the question no, is. you. The way you're asking. It says ex- that's why it's my fault. It's Carla who did it. Be mad at her, not I'm me. I'm not mad at Carla. I love Carla's question. So why are you mad at me? Because you are quantifying what I'm saying. No, because you have to say what exactly would you do with it. I told you. I can't tell you exactly how much money I'd spend on each of those. Because those are things that you make decisions in the, in, in the process of planning. And I'm not planning those right now. But I know that I have classes that we offer to kids. And there are some kids who cannot take them because they cannot afford them. Um, and you think, well, why don't you just offer them for free? Well, because it costs money to give those classes. It costs money to pay the instructors. It costs money to have the lights on. It costs money for the sound. Uh, you know, a good soundboard doesn't come free. And a good light board doesn't come free. And those things enhance the, the show and the ability of the actor to be able to portray that and, and increases the audience's experience. And when you can do that, then the story is communicated and people are moved and they're moved to enjoy their lives better or they're moved to understand other people's lives better. And none of those things come free. So that's what I would spend it on. Hmm. Interesting. I would uh, spend $40,000 into a scholarship fund uh, to be used over the next four years. This is why we're partners, because you're the numbers guy. Then I would take $20,000 and use it to upgrade for a new soundboard, a new light board, new light instruments, new microphones, and um, some certain general set pieces. Just general stuff. Then I would take $20,000 for the next season and underwrite the next season, and then $20,000 for the next season. So over two years, our seasons are underwritten with $20,000 each. Then on top of that, we can get sponsors and ticket sales. But by the time you get done with all of that in two years, all that ticket sales, all that stuff, you'll be on your road to something good. But you got to manage the money. But that's what I would Absolutely. do. Absolutely. This is why I partnered with you. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh. Because I can dream about what to do with $100,000? Because you know how to specifically do it, and I am all about the overall feeling and picture of it. Okay. All right. Good story. You're weird. Why am I weird? That's weird. Why is that weird? It's just weird. You realize you're the weird one. No, you're the weird no, one. No, you're the how weird How do you know one? I'm the weird one? Because, because most people... Think well, no, most people don't think like me. That is true. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm not the weird one, but I think more people think like I do than they do like you do. I don't think so. I do. I don't. I do. I think you know more people that think like you do than, than think like me because that's the kind of friends so you, you know. Have. Less people that think like you, yes. Why? Because we're around artistic people, and artistic people don't generally think about business, yeah. But I think about all the people in my ward. And they don't. Yeah, but you're not around them enough to know what they actually think. I don't know. I know where you are almost every minute of the day. Well, yeah, in the last year, but I've known those people for the last, how old's Jesse? You're not going to win this argument. 15 years. You're not going to win this argument. So there are you some don't people know in them my well ward that know. I have known, and I know that they think more like I do. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-mm. Yeah, I've got three people right now. And Go I ahead. Can. Get them on the phone. I can't, because I'm on a podcast. But wait, we'll have guests. <laughs> no. 
I think that you generally know the more people that are, that are like you because they're, they're your friends. So that's who you associate with because they're people like you. Well, then why don't you? Because I'm in the arts world and I, my friends are artists. That doesn't answer the question. I don't. I, I'm not saying I don't know any. I'm saying that the majority of people I know are artists and they generally think like you do on a much more global, ethereal scale. I mean, I can do the details, but I'm the details in the moment. I, yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> it's not a terrible thing. No, I didn't say it was, but that's not what a business is either. That's why we are good partners. I agree with that statement. But anyway, that's my thought is you're, you're surrounded by people that are pretty similar to you because that's who you are and that's the kind of people you attract. So there you go. Okay. I think it's abnormal for people to have artistic and uh, left and right brain. That's that thing. This is what we're really talking about here, left or right brain. Sure. And um, I am lucky enough to have some versions of both of those. Yes, you are. I think I have some of it. I just don't. I, I guess in my mind, I don't, I don't know. When I have the hundred thousand dollars, then I'll then I will together, you know, that's the specific amounts will be figured out. But I think spending it on scholarships and um, show budgets and um, if you got money like that, then you'd be able to budget out your operating expenses. We already did that. That's how come I know how much I would put in each category. You that? should do. You have that. You have that spreadsheet. Right. And if I I know I can go look at it, but I'll memorize it. That's weird. You should memorize that. Why? Because you own a business. Why should I memorize it if I know where to go find it? So that you always know. What if somebody came to you today and was like, I have to know right now how much money it would be to do the whole next season. And if you said, oh, I'm sorry, I have to go look it up. And they're like, oh, I can't wait. And then they left. Well, then I would feel like they would have a whole lot more stipulations with their money, and it might not be such a great marriage anyway. Mm, I don't think so. What? Who would do that? Carla just did. No, <laughs> she didn't. Yes, she's going to show she up with a check a now that we told her what we're going to do <laughs> she, with it. She clearly said, I don't have $100,000. Right, I know. She says I don't have 100000 What she means is I actually have $100,001. <laughs> well, that would be nice. When I first read this email, I thought it said $10,000. You did? I did, and so I did a whole plan around $10,000. And then I was like, I reread it and was like, ah, crap. Then I had to rethink the whole thing and what I would do with $100,000. And then I got depressed that we didn't have $100,000. I would say, Brandon, what's the best use of this money? Well, I think putting it into a scholarship fund is one of the best things we can do because that's what we value here. But uh, if we did it right, we'd make some good money off of investing it into something and then we could have scholarships forever. That's a good point, too. Right? Um, but... To answer the other question, uh, if you donate any amount over $10,000, you can have free voice lessons for the rest of your life. Yeah, you can. So there you go, Carla. And if you donate any amount over $5,000, we'll take you to dinner at Taggart's. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, you want a date with Shark? Now you know how to get it. <laughs> 
Uh, All right. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today, Char? Whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I would like to, you to tell me why, who sets the price of tickets for theater and why. Who sets the price of tickets? Well, it's partially what the market will pay. Well, who decides that? The people who come to the shows. But why did... So So you're saying... That's isopartial. I know. I, this is one of my points. <laughs> so you're saying that the ticket price that we just set for our season of shows is because that's what the people around us will pay. Well, who decided that's what the people around us will pay? Um, we looked at what other places are getting. Who decided what they said? I don't know. I'm there. This is my point. So my point on a larger scale is, for instance, late in high school, $9. Huge shows. Bigger than you'll find in any community theater here. Bigger than Hale. Lar much. I don't know about the adult price, but I know that the student price was dictated by the administration. The whole thing is dictated by the administration. We can't charge over $10. Or $9, I think it is, actually. But anyway, um, but my larger point is, so... Oh, I think I fixed one. Nice. I did. Oh, that's what you get for fidgeting. Um, ooh, oh, I think I fixed them all. Nope, just two. Dang it. <laughs> um, so, when I go to a show on Broadway, I pay hundreds of dollars. True. When I go to a show in Las Vegas, I pay hundreds of dollars. You do. When I go to a community theater or professional theater in Utah, I pay 20 bucks. Uh, or... More than that. Hales is more expensive, but I'm leaving them so out of the story. Echoes. I'm leaving the, that that doesn't count. Okay, you said professional, so yeah, but there are there are other theaters that are professional besides Hale in this town. I'm just saying, I know, and they charge more. Not all of them. But yeah. my larger point is, why do why is our ticket price fifteen dollars? Why won't the audience pay more money for art? Um, I understand it's I set. I know. understand market. I get it. It's why it's set that way. I totally understand, but I want to know why. I don't know why. Well, why do you think? Because you can't get butts in the seats, so you charge okay, but less. Why won't people forget about us? Why won't people pay more for art? Because if other places are offering it cheaper, then they won't. So if we all got together and said we're raising our prices five dollars every year for the next ten years, would people go? I think to a certain point they would, but then quality would have to follow that. Sure, but wouldn't quality follow that because you had more money to spend on budget? I mean, I can't speak for everyone, no. but I would for us. Well, yes, it would for us, but that... I think it would for a lot of theaters, because your budgets could increase. So you could do... I shouldn't say a lot, but I think a good majority of theaters, if they made more money, their budgets on what they would spend would increase, because that's human nature. It's like it when you look better. When you make money, when you make more money, you spend the same amount. So if you're living on, speaking. right, you grow to whatever you're making. So my point is that wouldn't theaters do that? So shouldn't we as theaters be training our people to pay more so that we can produce higher quality? Don't touch my Mickey. Did it already? I was just fixing your cards. Finish your sentence. That's why I finished. I want to know how to change that. Well, I think you can incrementally create a, a new sense of what's okay to charge. Um, but I think it's, it's unlike just a plain product because yes, they might go and it might look better. The theater might look better, might have better amenities, but then it's live theater. So you still got to deal with acting quality. 
still got to deal with how well is the story told. So while they might pay a little more because the place looks better, if the story starts to be told badly, which is what acting is, telling a story, then you're only going to get so many people who are going to pay that price. Okay, great. Well, then let's get rid of that theater that's doing it badly. How do you get rid of a theater? We tell them to go away <laughs> by not going to their shows anymore. True story. Why Why do all the other theaters have to suffer because there's a bad apple? Because that's life. Mm. Incorrect. I disagree with that. I mean, it is life, but I think we need to educate our audiences better. I would agree with that. And I think that there's a large misunderstanding of what theater is and can be because we've settled and nobody wants to push the boundaries and unsettle. Well, you got to admit, it's scary. Sure. Because what if I raise my price and nobody shows up? I agree. That is scary. We raised our children's price this year. We did. And I'll bet there are lots of angry parents right now. I don't know. We won't know. They won't tell us. They'll just talk about it behind our backs. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. So I just why well, I think it's an interesting the concept on who sets ticket prices and why they're different here versus Colorado or New Mexico or any of the places I, I've it, worked. You're right. It's a combination. This is the cheapest of, place to see theater in all of the places I've ever been in my whole entire life. Wyoming. I have never been to Wyoming. <laughs> That's Where have you I've been? All of my places. Oh, I've been lots of places: California, Northern, Southern, New Mexico, Michigan. Uh, is it perception? I don't know. Because how much does how much do the the touring houses in um, Salt Lake charge? Well, a touring house in Salt Lake charges like a hundred bucks. The Eccles, Broadway Eccles is expensive. Why? Because they have to pay for the theater to come in, the company. Okay. So why does that company get paid more than our company? Well, they have traveling expenses, and sure. they're professional actors. So they pay their actors. So you're saying if I paid my actors, we could charge more? Well, but that's, that seems like the logic. Pygmalion doesn't charge more. I don't know. This is what I'm saying. They use local talent. They're not bringing it. But they're paying. Them. They do pay. See? See? There's See? a theater in, uh, I think Zigfield is starting to pay, too. Right. So, so what are their ticket prices? Uh, like $19 is their most expensive one, I think. So so what are the so the question becomes, what do the individual houses base their ticket prices on? Right. And Where did they come up with those numbers? What did we base ours on? What did we base ours on? Other theaters around us. So at some point, we're all just doing it because somebody else did it. Well, it's like anything when you take a product into market. You have to look at what, what's out there and what's similar and what is the market already paying for it. Right. And so you can't come in and just charge a ton. But you also have to look at the quality. What are you giving? You know? Yes, I do. Said to charge, you know, how much do I charge for voice lessons? Okay, here's what everybody else is charging. Here's what they have to offer. Here's what I have to offer. Here's where I come in. Here's what I have to pay for what I have to give. So my cost. And then base it off of that. So so you have to look at what everybody else is. And that might be part of why 
And maybe you're right. Maybe we all get together and say, hey, let's just charge more. But are we charging more because of a real reason? Or are we charging more just to charge more? Well, I think that there's a real reason to charge more. I don't think that any theater can survive on ticket sales that are there, they're selling at in Utah anyway. There's a single theater that could survive on what they're selling tickets at. Well, because they all look for donors, too. Well, or they should be, but that's my point is then, so aren't we underselling what we do? But then, but then there's the question of what about, so are we, then are we cutting short who the theater's available to? No. What about people who can't afford those prices? Well, I don't have an answer for that, but. Well, that's my question. I understand that question, but people can't afford movies. What do we do about that? Nothing. People can't afford to go to dinner at Taggart's. Netflix, Hulu. So people don't go to dinner at Taggart's. True. Coupons. Discounts. But a restaurant, I mean, there's all kinds. So the access is, there's more access. But if everybody got together, theater, and raised their ticket prices, then then how, because as a theater, then we also talk about being the arts for the community, then how are we still having access to the arts for those in a lesser... Sure, but how do I run a place that even provides any access for the arts if we can't make the budget? Well, this is why, this is partially also why you have to take, what you have to take into consideration when you're figuring out your ticket prices. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then do you supplement, keep them low, and just supplement with donations and grants? Well, not all theaters do that. That is true. So they keep their prices low. So are they the problem? I don't know. Is that a problem? Yeah, I think it's a problem. Do you? I do. I think that everyone charges too low. I think it's unacceptable to charge $20 for a ticket, and that's, I think that's weird. When you look at what goes into putting on a show, it's not not just you walk into a building and people are there to perform. That's true. It's months of work. It's months, sometimes a year or more. And lots and lots of people involved. And I think we belittle that here by charging $10. Yeah. I think that that says, oh, here's $10. It's the best. Thanks for doing arts. But we don't really care enough to pay for it. But we're going to go pay the big movie companies $18 to see a show or whatever it is. Uh. So I just think we, I think that we belittle who, what we do by charging so little sometimes. I'm not saying that what's necessarily wrong in this moment. I'm just saying that I think that in Utah, ticket prices are way smaller than they could be. Mm. I'm not saying we should charge $50. No, of course not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I think it's, and then people complain about half an I mean, we said to somebody the other day, just the other day, we were talking to somebody about what prices were at Leighton High, and we were like, $9. And they were like, oh. And I thought to myself, are you kidding? $9? <laughs> you can't even see a movie for, like, double that. How, what do you... Well, let's go on $5 ticket. Sure. Fine. But this is what I'm saying is we're belittling what live theater is by saying $9 and then somebody going, oh, I can't afford $9. Well, then don't come. Devaluing it. That's just like if I couldn't afford to buy Coca-Cola Classic at Walmart. Guess what Walmart would say? Don't buy it. <laughs> or they do a rollback. <laughs> but my point is, if you can't afford it, then don't do it. But why do we have to devalue it so that you can afford it? 
It's an interesting question. It's an interesting question that you haven't answered. I can't answer well, it. I need you to answer it. Well, I can't. No, I need you because to. Because I still, you're not answering how do you couple that with, yes, and I'm not saying I don't disagree, what ticket prices do have an effect on perception of value, but I also look on the arts side and and I think well, there's a whole demographic of people then who get, who who can't go see these performances because they can't afford the ticket price. And I don't think it's the same thing as a bottle of Coke Zero. I don't think it's the same type of product. So artists should live in poverty so that everyone can go. I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I just think that that's a question. There's two sides to that question. Well, there's actually one more side to that question, I'm sure. How do you, how do you value the product and still have access? Right. This is the real question. I think we should get rid of the National Endowment for the Arts. That'll probably help. <laughs> well, if it makes America great again. <laughs> <laughs> That's my larger point is, so let's get rid of the company or the companies, the, the places that arts can go and try and find funding so they can produce shows for everyone to see and survive. Right. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So what we're really doing is taking away access to arts by taking away the National Endowment for the Arts. Ha ha! You thought it didn't prepare. But then the other there's another side. Of some people have the same question is, though, then, but why is it the government's job to fund the arts? Shouldn't it be, shouldn't it be the people individually? Well, then if it's the people individually, we have to raise the prices, Char. Well, I mean in donations. No. Mm-mm. Doesn't work. Why? It doesn't you work. You want the government to donate, but which is the normal, regular American person. No, I'm not saying I just want the government to donate, but I'm saying running this business that we run based solely on donations from a community is not going to happen. Well, I don't think it should be based solely on donations. Well, then what should it be based on, what you're saying? Well, I think it's a combination. No. Well, okay, maybe. But well, I know. That's what we're asking right now. I don't know why getting rid of the National Endowments for the Arts is making it better for anybody. I didn't say it was. Well, that's sort of question. what you're getting to. No, it's not. Yes, it's it simply is. Simply a question. Yes, it is. Simply a question. Uh, there's no reason the National Endowment for the Arts needs to be going away right now. I don't see that either, but... This has been here for 50 years. True that. And it's provided lots of resources and funding for lots of arts. Not just theater. Lots of arts. But ticket light prices are still too, still too low. Yes. Because that's the only way we can survive. So when we stop getting government grants... What are we going to do then? Same thing we've been doing. Not eating? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, what's the... So, are arts going away? Is it the end? Is this the, the end of all the community theaters? And No, I don't think so at all. Because I think it's going to get harder and harder to get funding. I think grants are going to become less and less uh, prevalent. Well, that might be true, because there won't be the government ones. Right. But there's lots of grants out there that aren't government grants. There are some private funding sources, yes. And maybe those will increase? I don't know. Well. But if you're going to explore it, you have to explore all the possibilities. Well, the wrong possibility is getting rid of the NEA. Well, I don't disagree with you. So, that's what my topic of discussion was this week. Well, that's you thought I wasn't prepared. 
I never said that. <laughs> so weird, Cooper. All right. Now what? That's all I got. What's on Nancy with the Stars? Nothing. Doesn't start for another two weeks. And there's no news? There was plenty of news last week, and it didn't start for three weeks. That's because they announced the cast. All right, but what? there's no like Nothing conversation really. about it? No, because they're all under NDAs. They can't talk about it. <laughs> so they're working hard. I don't know. They might be just at the bar drinking, for all I know. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I even researched it. What about Legally Blonde? Nothing new. We're going in. It's getting closer. Two months. Woohoo! Um, what happened to you, like, Monday morning? I came to work. Morning? Worked all day. Um, a reason that I got to work before you? With the radio? That wasn't the... I was here before you. I got here before you that uh -uh. day. I was in here, and you came in and was like, oh, is that you I heard on the radio? It was the day before that that I was, because I was on the phone with Crystal. <laughs> okay. You're weird. You're weirder. I went to get to the hockey game. That's what happened to me. Yeah, how? Uh, by answering the battle of the sexes questions, which little did they know, I think that it's sexist that they ask those questions like that. Well, it's literally called Battle of the Sexes. They asked me, like, entertainment questions, and I was like, um, maybe you need to start figuring out who you're asking these questions to. Maybe it's just a stupid game. You just spit. <laughs> I did. Char spit. It's just a devil radio game. I was, and I'm glad I won. It was really fun. I was, <laughs> but I knew I could win because I can always answer the girl questions. <laughs> Does that make me that a girl? That's the point. They asked the boy the girl questions. They asked the girl the boy questions. And she bombed miserably. She did. But she says, I don't know basketball. I just caught the last question. Right. And I answered all three correctly. Nice job. You totally so, guessed. Uh, I'll land one. <laughs> uh, I I caught like three words out of his mouth when and I put it on the radio. And Charlie didn't know it was me. And they said, Brandon. And I was like, was that Brandon? No. He doesn't listen to this. He listens to NPR. Uh oh, it's that time. We gotta say goodbye. Alright, guys. Well, we started conversations. It's your job to finish them. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs>